Today's reading is going to come from Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. Matt, take it away, buddy. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheep bound at four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven again. That is the word, and this is Hear the Word. Welcome to episode five. Great to be with you, Matt. Great to be with you, buddy. Yes, my brother. Yes. I'm, I'm telling you, man. It's we're as you can tell, we're getting um we're getting quicker. At getting, getting quicker at getting these together and 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 uh, being able to get these out. I think it's only been a couple of weeks since our last one, so uh, we are uh, at we're getting the, in a rhythm. Yeah, we're we're finally getting our groove, <laughs> and uh, we're getting in our spiritual God groove, and uh, so so we're we're very excited. I tell you what, it um, we're at the beginning of February, and January man was nuts. I yes. mean, it's it, January was a crazy month. It's hard to believe it's come and gone. We're already done with January. See ya. And yeah, man, oh man. And um, so you know, we had uh, we had. Uh, you remember when you were like a kid? Oh, Christmas was like forever. forever. It just seemed like it took forever. And we didn't even get, I don't think, as much time off as the kids do now. No. You mm-hmm. know, in terms of from school, it was and like stuff. three days. A year, right? <laughs> right, exactly. You got the Eve day, and then the next week you're already <laughs> That's back. Right. Back, it's Monday. <laughs> yeah, you know. Did you do that homework over the break while you were still? That's what. You got Christmas off, went back, and then you got yeah, uh, that's right. New Year's off, and then <laughs> you're right. back. You're back again. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yeah, I tell you, in 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 January here in Middle Tennessee, we had. Uh, we we had the biggest snowstorm on record in 28 years. I think is what they said. And it's 70 degrees right now. It's 70 degrees outside right now. <laughs> that was a week ago. Actually, a little more than a week ago. It fell on a Friday. A week ago, this last Friday, fell and I mean buried us. Buried us under like it. You know, depending on where you were, it it was. I think in Nashville they were you know seven eight inches. I think up here, it was some people were measuring, you know, 12, 13 inches. Uh, I mean, I got stuck like three or four times. <laughs> I mean. I didn't even try to get out. I mean. <laughs> you were a brave man. I didn't for the first day. Uh-huh. Then the next day, of course. Right, right. We got to go get something. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, we don't even need anything. Got to go get, got to just get out. Yeah, we got to go get something. Right. So get out, get stuck. Right. I mean, <clears throat> push till you just can't push anymore. Right, right. And then the next day it's like it's gone. Yeah. It yeah, I mean it it I I it, what was so funny was two days, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it was basically Saturday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And by Monday it was warming up enough. I mean, by Sunday it was warming, it was starting to warm up, but by Monday it was pretty much gone. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty much the roads where you could travel on them. 
and by definitely by Tuesday, it, it was, was over. It was over. It was over. And then by the by this past weekend, we were up in the sixties. Yep. I mean, a week late, a literally a week later, we were walking around with no jackets on. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it was insane. You're gonna get sick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Middle Tennessee weather for you. Too. It's almost like you have to just stay bundled up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just, just pretend wear, like just wear a scarf all the time. Sweat, just sweat like <laughs> just like a mad pig, man. Just sweat, whatever matter, you do. Just sweat, man. just don't even. I mean, it's yeah. It, and so, yeah. So, but we ended up. We actually had two snowstorms. We had one on that Wednesday, yeah, which wasn't as bad. It was like two or three inches, maybe. Right. But I don't care if you get over an inch down here. You're shut down. It's done. Yes. Done and Fox done. Folks is shutting it down. And uh but boy Friday when it started coming down, I didn't go into of course I work in Nashville. I didn't go into I didn't go into work. And a lot of businesses were closing. You know, in fact the highway patrol was telling people don't get out. Yes. Stay off the roads. Yeah, they were saying you know, do not get out. Yeah. State and federal offices were shut down. I mean they Did were just Did you see the stuff on the interstate? Oh, I mean it was people insane. were just like that's why I didn't get out. Because, you know, I got to travel 65. I'm like, I'm not getting out People are just par- like they were parked. Yeah. But they were stuck. <laughs> it looked like they had just found a parking spot, but yeah, they were they- all jackknife trucks. I- and I mean. Oh, I'm sure there was probably a couple people that was like, well, guess I'm going to be here for a while. <laughs> just just going to leave the car here. I'll walk. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, but so we had one Wednesday. Thursday, we kind of had, you know, things kind of lightened up a little bit. And then Friday. It was that's when we got pounded on Friday, and in between all that, my oldest son on the, that Thursday, in between the snowstorms, my oldest son Josh, he we got his driver's license. Oh man, he's a licensed driver now. I can't even believe 16 it. Sixteen years old, man. I never, I you know, I was telling. It was funny this this last uh, Sunday. Every Sunday, you know, we go to mom and dad's for for Sunday dinner after right. church. Right. And and it was funny because we were sitting around the table and. And dad asked me, he said, do you remember getting your driver's license? And you know, what's funny is I don't, I do not remember getting my driver's license. I remember driving. Were you in Illinois? Yeah, we were in Illinois. I I actually, I told my son, I said, hey, it's not so bad. I actually learned to, I I took my road test on snow. Like there was snow, a lot of it on the ground. I don't think it was snowing, but I think there, I know there was snow on the ground. Right, right. And, uh. And so, you know, that was common. I remember going uh <laughs> the one the one sort of mess up in in driving in the snow that I had. I had gone it was my, it was my first year of college. I'd gone gone away. I was attending Freed Hardeman and uh I come back home for Christmas. And f- during Christmas break, I worked at the grocery store that I had worked at for when I was in high school. And I I went to I drove out and they actually uh, had me go work at one of their satellite stores which is like way out in the country it's like this little it was this tiny little country store version of their bigger stores kind of thing it was really kind of interesting but I went out and worked there for two weeks and I remember the last night I worked I think it was uh, there was a lot of snow it was snowing and there was a lot of snow on the ground I had to drive all these country roads and stuff and they were even up there they were you know if you got too far out in the country it was still going to be pretty covered. But I remember coming home and I remember I was driving and I wasn't paying quite enough attention. And I, I, there was a curve, a very sharp curve and slid and I slid right through the, (laughs) right through the curve. And fortunately there was another like little access road on the other side. And so I slid right through onto the access road. And I did like almost like a, 
like a like a sporty you know James Bond kind of thing where I skidded and I ended up <laughs> you know sideways you know perfectly where I needed to be on the road and I stopped and, and you know my heart was pounding like a you know and uh, and and I sat there for a second and I was like okay I'm okay car's okay okay. I guess I can go now. So, you know, so I pulled off and went home, you know, and did, didn't get in an accident or anything like that. But it's the only, like, snow, you know, when I was, you know, young and sort of first driving and stuff, I guess. Well, know. I had a, I had just gotten a 86 Accord. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, hatchback, yeah. two-door. Uh, and I was leaving work. It was snow. Mm-hmm. I'd never driven on snow nobody was out we're talking i think we closed at nine had to leave at 10 or something right so we pull i pull out to the stop sign no stop light well i didn't i mean i never even drove on snow so i just hit my brakes like normal way out into the middle of the intersection oh no red light nobody's (laughs) around so here I go. I turn. I'm like, well, I'll just go ahead and go since I'm already out here. Nobody's out here. Right. Make the turn, and lo and behold, no cop comes over the <laughs> yes the hill, pulls me over. No way. And gave me a ticket. <laughs> Can you believe it? And gave. I thought, well, at least he'll yeah he'll be he'll like, say just be careful and go home. Wrote me a ticket, man. <laughs> I had to go to school for it. I said I slid out. Do you, uh, son, do you know that you were straddling the um, <laughs> the road in an illegal fashion? And yes, you officer. Ran the did light. You, did you say? <laughs> did you know the light was red? Light, yes, I did actually, yes. and I saw it be red as I passed by. Yeah, as I slid, as I through, slid through, as I made the left sliding. You see the tires? They're yeah, not, they're not winter studded tires, man. I thought, man, I better just let my dad pick yeah, me yeah, up. That's, <laughs> let him get that's the right. Ticket. I tell you what, snow and and, and it. I tell you, snow and ice, man. That's all you need. And <clears throat> and we did that Friday snowstorm. There was this layer of ice, and then it was snow for you know for hours. That's and what's hours. bad is the ice. Yeah. yeah, snow. And I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm good in the snow. I'm right. good in this type of weather too. Right. But I got an Explorer, and it just the low profile tires. Yeah, it can't do it. No, no, no. It cannot. That was one thing I, I the 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 car I've got now is an all wheel drive, and uh, and it did all right. I was you yeah. know it did okay, and I it's the first time I really had sort of to take advantage of the all wheel drive, which is kind of nice. You like that? But, oh, I loved it. I loved it. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but it didn't. You know, again, I mean, you know, just just wait a week and it'll be seventy degrees. You know, so <laughs> it's just crazy, man. But uh, but yeah, so so January was just kind of a crazy month. Uh, you know, kind of breezing on through that so how are things uh how are things for you guys you you, you guys just kind of chugging along we're chugging along that's good man. we uh we're, we're doing good man we uh we're staying busy now is isaac and, uh, does he have his driver's license yet march march so it's coming soon he's ready oh i bet he is so is josh oh man and and i gotta tell you i'm one of those parents maybe i'm a rarity i don't know but Josh getting his driver's license has been such a godsend. I yes. mean, I am loving it. Oh, you I mean, needed that. And don't get me wrong. There's a there's there's a still a part of me. There's this little tiny part of me that's like, okay, yeah, I'm concerned because he's out there on the road and 
you know, accidents do happen and that sort of thing. You know, you never want to think about the worst, but, you know, unfortunately, and especially in this area, it seems like we've had the last several years, we've had a lot of kind of bad accidents. Yes. And, um, especially so, you with know, teenagers, especially with teenagers and stuff. And Josh is a good driver in that, you know, I think he, you know, he, he pays attention, you know, he, he takes the time, you know, he's careful, that sort of thing. But, you know, so that, that there's that in the back of my mind. But having said that, I'm thrilled that he's driving. Oh, no. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, you he can take it. himself to ball practice. Yeah. He, he, him and his brother, he can, you know, he's driving to school now, you know, and I don't have to take him in the morning or get him, make sure, you know, find, you know, it's, it's great. When I, I seen him, I saw him the other day. Yeah. They pulled by the church building and I pulled him over, flagged him <laughs> Did over. Did you? <laughs> And it Give just took lesson. me back. Yeah, we had a Bible study right then. <laughs> they were good with it. They were in it. That's what uh, it needs to be. But they uh, <clears throat> they got out, and we got you know we were visiting. It just took me back to when I was yeah. just getting by myself driving. Right. You know that that's a oh, good feeling. That's a good feeling, man. That's yeah. a, that's free. That's I could freedom. tell on his face. I thought, man, I know that feeling oh, right yeah. there. I remember the first time I was I was telling mom and dad this over uh, lunch last week, this last week, and I said I remember the first time that I really remember thinking to myself, "Wow, this is really this is really cool to mm-hmm. be able to drive and you know feel this sort of set le- level of independence." When I was when I when I started driving, you know, mom and dad they got a little they got a little more relaxed on my curfew and things like that. Right. I was able to stay out a little right. longer and go right. do things with my friends. I had a buddy of mine that worked at a McDonald's not too far from where I lived, and um, and so uh, they were open. To, this was uh, this is, of course this is back in the early nineties, and it was one of the rare McDonald's at the time that was open. Pretty much, not quite twenty four seven, but they were open really, really late. Yeah, like one um, or two. Yeah, really, really late, and because they were right off the highway, the main interstate that was out near my house and uh, where I lived, and 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 so I remember him calling me one night, and it was like nine thirty or ten o'clock or something like that, and it was it was a Friday. I think it was a Friday night. I don't think it was a school night. It was a Friday night, and I remember him calling me saying, "Hey, man, why don't you come on out to McDonald's?" And I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want to." I don't want to come out to McDonald's. <laughs> and he goes, no, come on out. I'll, I'll get you some, you know, I'll get you hooked up with some food and stuff like that. I was like, you get me hooked up with some fries? <laughs> you get me hooked up with some McDonald's fries? Some of those arches? And some, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll get you hooked up with some fries. I was like, okay. So, uh, so, so I remember 10 o'clock at night, there I am. And I said, so I'm going to go out to the McDonald's out here. And dad was like, well, just be careful and, you know, be home by 11 or 1130 or whatever it was. And uh, I remember getting in the car, driving out there, and I remember the thought passing through my head thinking, I am out on the road at 10 o'clock at night going to see a buddy of mine. Mom and dad's not with me. I don't have a brother or sister in the car with me. It's just me in my car going to see my buddy at his job, and we're going to hang out at, you know, on his lunch break or whatever and cut up and have a good time, and then I'm going to come on back home. Because I'm the boss. Ma- yeah, it's <laughs> like, I'm in charge. Because I'm running I it. mean, it was – and I, I yes. it was I, it was genuine. I mean, I remember that I am feeling of freedom. It was great. 
it was great. So That's funny. Yeah, you can't beat that. You really yeah, I saw that. his face, man, and it, and I'm seeing Isaac. See, he doesn't know that feeling yet. Yet. <laughs> you know, he thinks he does, but he, he imagines what that feeling is like. Yeah, he's like, well, hey, can I pull the truck up by right. myself? Right, right. I'm like, okay, pull it up by yourself. You know, like, at, right. can I pull up and get you by myself? Or he'll right. want to go up through the parking lot by himself. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gets it. Yeah. But that, like you said, by myself, nobody, no brothers or sisters or dad or mom. Right. Just me. It's just me and just my music and my, and my elbow music. out the window. <laughs> the wind <laughs> blowing through my hair. And just I me, love it, just bro. me and God, I man. Love it. Just me, me and, God and the Lord, are just cruising, <laughs> cruising in the cruising. And Josh, <clears throat> Josh got a yellow blazer, cruising in the blazer, so. cruising in the blaze. Man, oh man, I tell you, it, uh, it, it, you know, it's just it's so amazing to me. I, I, I love this. I, I'm, I've all, you know, I, I know I can remember when the kids were younger, thinking to myself, I looked forward to the time when they were this age to be able to share in those experiences. Like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching Josh about how to, you know, work on his truck. Right. And, right. And how to check the you know, oil, check the oil change the tire, look those kinds of batteries. Things. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And, um, it's, you know, I, 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 I enjoy that. I enjoy sort of, you know, being in and that. And him asking those questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's fun, man. I'm, I am, I'm absolutely, Digging being uh being the being the parent of a teenager, and of course I, I I have to admit I've got you know my kids are they're good to me you know it's right. kind of that better than I deserve kind of thing you know uh they they don't you know they don't get out of hand they don't get out of line you know I mean I you know they're he's a typical teenager in a lot of ways but I don't I don't worry about him too much well, yeah. you know so but uh, but yeah it's it I, I tell you being able to be and watch the blessing of being a parent right now is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm just loving every minute of it. So I know when you and I, especially with the boys being friends, you know, it's, it's, we're kind of been going through this together Yes, and watching them grow up yes. and go through all these things. It's, it's fascinating to yes. me. I'm curious, you know, I'm already at this point where I'm like, what are they going to be like when they're in their twenties? Well, I like, and, uh, I mean, and, and even getting into a spiritual type, uh, thought about it i mean i love when they can understand not a baby lesson right right i mean well like that lesson that you 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 guys were talking about in the parking lot that day right like i didn't have to bring it down to their level right, right. i just gave it to them you just said here it is and, and they- they're like yeah, and then I, I mean, and they're like chiming in on it. I'm like, oh, this is that's awesome. What it's about yeah, right here? That's right. You know, like the right. questions, or not even <clears throat> questions back. They're making comments to contribute to it. Right. Right. Where you know, usually a kid is just gaining the info. Right. Just tell me. Just tell me. Just yeah. Tell okay. Me. I got it. Yeah. I'm oh yeah. Uh huh. I understand that now. I didn't know that. But yeah. they're like. Right, and and then here they come with something else, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, wait a minute. I didn't even think of that. You told me that. Like, now you're teaching me. Wait a minute. This is not right. No. <laughs> it's, I love that. Yeah. It's, and Isaac's same way. That's great, man. In a lot of ways, he'll ask. I mean, and they still ask questions of right. not being sure about stuff, but 
I mean, to be able to contribute back, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love you. You <clears throat> love seeing them reach that level of spirit. And maybe maturity. even learn something from them. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because there is a there's an aspect of of because they're they come at it with fresh eyes and they're not so sort of entrenched in it to some degree. Yes. You you they will because I know I'll be talking to the boys about something and I know I'll say something to Josh or Caleb and that they'll you know they'll come back and go well you know what about this and they'll just be genuinely sort of asking a question and it'll make you go hmm, yeah what about that you know kind of thing yeah and it makes you kind of go back and re not necessarily change your mind or anything but maybe reevaluate it maybe help it become deeper i mean really in a lot of ways because of my own children my spiritual teaching i think has gotten better mm-hmm. because i realized that you know i'm as a father, I'm primarily responsible for helping them through this phase of their faith and their life and their spiritual journey. This is crucial. This is crucial time. And if I'm not, you know, teaching them the truth in, in, in the purest possible manner and not trying to, to, to filter it through riches, you know, lenses or whatever, but truly let God's word Mm -hmm. say what it says Mm -hmm. and let it sit out there. You know, we talk about, things you know that they hear their friends say or they you know i know josh is going to go to a bible study at at school after school today it's not you know a bible study that's affiliated with the church the church of christ it's just a group of kids who get together and i said to him you know he asked me if it was okay if he went and i said you know what? Yeah. You know, I asked him a couple of questions. I said, who's in charge of it? You know, is, you know, who's the teacher in charge? Is the teacher the one running it? Or is it the kids that kind of, are they just sort of sitting around? Let's read some scripture. Let's talk about it kind of thing. I said, but you know, my feeling about certain things, you know, um, particularly as it pertains to, you know, are, do you have Christian young men who are there who should be sort of leading the discussion and taking a leadership role or you know or are the young ladies kind of being put in a position because the young men aren't taking a leadership role you know kind of thing and and again not to disparage you know the 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 young you know the young ladies at all or anything like that but you know there are things like that that I you know I I ask a question not you know and I didn't want to say no you can't go to that because it's it's not uh you know something that's that's put together by the Church of Christ, or it's not something that's put together by me or by somebody that we know. I I want him to go into situations knowing what he knows about the Word, because the thing that I got to thinking about was maybe this is an opportunity God's putting in front of him. Maybe there's a friend of his that's in that group that is seeking and needs to find God and doesn't really know Jesus, and here's an opportunity for him as a young Christian man uh, who is growing yet still himself, but has firmly planted his feet in his own faith mm-hmm. and in the word, who can help somebody, who can look at somebody and go, you know what, I was where you were a couple of years ago, um, and I can help you answer some of those questions. You know, you're wondering what God has to say about this or about that. Well, let's look at the Bible, and he knows where to go, you know. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, that's what we're obviously, you know, you with Isaac and eventually with Libby, it'll be the same way. And, you know, trying our best to instill in our kids a sense of, no, I'm going to, you know, there are some things that we 
definitively keep them from. Right. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna let my kid run out and, and play in traffic. Right. You know, but at the same time, I also want them to reach a point where they choose not to do that. You know, where it's not me just trying to hold them back. It's them going, no, that doesn't make sense <clears throat> because I can get hurt, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, he, you know, he asked me and I, and I knew that, you know, he, he knew that I was just being careful. And I told him, I said, okay, you can go. I said, but just keep in mind, you know, what we deem to be biblically acceptable, uh, spiritually acceptable, um, and do your best to be a, a positive spiritual influence yeah. on, on the group. I know. seen a, uh, it was a four, four picture deal on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of a dad and a boy. And it was, uh, the first picture was a baby and he was at his table or something. And he was the, the caption in the cloud, you know, right. Said daddy. And then the dad was putting, hold on a minute. And then the next picture, it was a little bit older of a baby, same type deal. He was tying his tie and, the baby was saying daddy and he was saying hold on a minute and then the third picture was he was middle school maybe same type deal i can't remember exactly what the dad was doing was dad and hold on a minute Mm -hmm. and then the fourth picture was the kid with his hat backwards smoking a cigarette kind of walking off right and the dad saying son Mm mm-hmm and he and the son says, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> and so, <clears throat> not only in the physical raising of the kid, right. nurturing him and teach, but like you said, the spiritual. I mean, if will my son want to come to me and say, "Hey, I'm fixing to do a Bible study with somebody," and then in turn, me turn around and not just say, "Oh yeah, that'll be fine." Mm-hmm. But taking that time to right. say, okay, not that I don't want you to go, but I want to talk about this for a minute. That's right. And let's let's see what this is going to mean right. and what we're going to learn and what we're going to take from this. Right. And have enough confidence to say, all right, I'll let you do it because I know you're not going to be right. Right. swayed by what they're saying. Exactly. I and, mean, and maybe they do struggle with it, and that's okay. Right, right. But they can at least say they'd feel confident enough to, in turn, come back and say, okay, here's what I learned at the Bible study. Mm-hmm. And then you have that. What a perfect opportunity to have a conversation with what them. What a perfect opportunity. And what a better thing to talk about. Exactly. I mean. Because exactly. they are. They, you know, at that point, they're, they're, they're asking questions. You know, I, I remember, in, you know, I was in, you know, my parents, of course, and being raised in the church, so to speak, in a Christian household. Um, a lot of people assume, I think, and I think wrongly so, uh, especially in the church, uh, in inside of a Christian household, that they assume that just because they, quote-unquote, you know, uh, their family is, is, is centered on Christian principles, that that's going to be enough. That 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 their children are going to grow up and want to be Christians, and they're going to want to they're going to want to fall in love with Jesus and 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 fall in love with the Word, and they're going to they're they're going to want God's Word and will to be the center of their lives. That's not true. That's a lie we tell ourselves. That's really a lie Satan has convinced us of. He wants that one. He wants us. He to likes get com- that. He likes that one. 
because that's a that's a comfort that's a that's a comfortability that uh, is an illusion. I you know I said in my sermon just speaking on that mm-hmm. uh, Sunday I said you know a lot of times Christians just because of the name they proclaim right. think that that's enough. That's right. That's right. I'm a Christian. That's enough. And I'm good. Right. I'm a Christian, and my wife's a Christian, so that's enough. Right. Right. I mean, and you know, back when we look at uh, God talking to Joshua, mm-hmm. I mean, He gave them the layout: mm-hmm. meditate on it day and night, yep. uh, do all these things, and then you'll be prosperous. Right. Because it needs to be continuing all the time, raising the kids up in the nurture right. and admonition of the Lord. Why? Because so they can know it, so right. they can understand what it means to be a Christian in the tough times, in the good times, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing, so I told that story even to think, you know, the physical, but the spiritual, maybe you do good in the physical part of it. Right. But then when you get to the spiritual part, which is Fine. really. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah, physical is important, but the spiritual is just or even more so important. Mm-hmm. Are you saying, oh, hold on, oh, oh hold on, we'll talk about that later, right. or even in your actions, oh, well, we're not going to go, we're not going to come to church tonight or Wednesday, and I'm not knocking, I don't want to even get into that, but right. I'm just saying, but I understand. By, your actions, by your actions, you're saying... Choices. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Right. And then finally, when they become the teenager, mm-hmm. they could care less about. It. They right. know if they just come on Sunday morning, they've checked the box and they're good. They're good. No relationship with God. Exactly. And miss the whole blessing of it. Well, and I was reading a really good article this week. By the way, you've probably heard of Wes McAdams. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wes is very good. Phenomenal. Yes. He has a great blog. If you've not read it, it's at radicallychristian.com. And um, very good. It's outstanding. It's an outstanding, and it and he, the thing I love about, I feel like in a lot of ways we're trying to accomplish what he does through the blog, through his blog post. We're trying to do kind of a similar thing through this, and um, and I, so I I find him to be a kindred spirit in that sense, and certainly a fellow Christian. And he uh, wrote an article, you know, sort of talking about that, you know, that attitude, and. You know, uh, what is our attitude towards, are are we building a relationship? You know, evangelism is about introducing people to Jesus. You know, he, he wrote this article talking about why he didn't like the term the five steps to salvation right yeah yeah yeah. did you read that one Mm -hmm. and it was a great article right and i and i totally got what he was saying there were some people that were offended because it's like well hey you know there's a reason why and and i get that and i and 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 he was trying to say look i'm not trying to diss this i'm not trying to say that he said many people have been brought to 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 the lord as a result of teaching salvation in that fashion right but has something gotten lost in the in the translation. And I believe that it has. I'm with him. I believe that it has because we've done exactly what we said we weren't going to do, which is to take the the eternal nature of salvation and the teachings of Jesus and the word of God and we've boiled it down to a routine. Mm-hmm. And what's happened in the process is you now have people who believe that it is a series of checkboxes. Right. That all I need to do is go through the routine mm-hmm. and do and look the part, you know, behave in that way for that moment, 
And that's all that there is to it. And, and you know, Wes, I think, was bringing on an excellent point of saying, no, it we're introducing people to a relationship with Jesus. That's what evangelism is about. The rest of it will come. And we kind of talked a little bit about this before the podcast, that how many times have we sabotaged our own evangelistic efforts in the world as Christians and in the church as a whole because we have made the mistake of going, well, I'm going to teach this new person who doesn't even know Jesus yet, we're going to talk issues. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the issues. Rather than talking about Jesus, rather than talking about salvation, rather than talking about the Bible, uh, you know, in terms of how do you come into a covenant relationship with God, rather than talking about the rest of that will come. The rest of it will come, you know. Well, you know, I, I mean, I seriously have talked to people who said, well, one of the first things that I tell people when I do a Bible study with them is, you got to come to church three times a week. Why are you telling them that? I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I understand why you're telling them that. It's important that they understand that being a part of the church and worship, those are important. Those are important. But that's not where you start. You don't start with, well, we meet on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. for Bible class and 10 a.m. for 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 worship, and and then we meet again on Sunday night at 6 p.m. and then we meet again on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for Bible study. That's not where you start, because they're not going to understand the importance of Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night if they don't know Jesus. Your your dad and I hold on to this all the time. I say it from the pulpit all the time, but what he said is so true. If you don't fall in love with Jesus, right, you don't. You're not going to be successful. That's exactly right. I mean, one thing that me and Aaron were talking about was we were talking about several couples that we know, uh-huh. and their kids have grown up. And she said one of the things that I admire about these couples is they love being around each other. Mm-hmm. They love being together. Mm-hmm. After the kids are gone, after all that's gone, they love being together. Well, why is that? Because they've worked on it. That's right. And they're in love with each other. That's right. If I'm in love with Jesus, or I'm <clears throat> when I first meet when I first met Aaron, I did not love her. Mm-hmm. But I liked her. Right. But as I grew and worked and went through tough situations mm-hmm. and still held on to that relationship, I fell in love with her, and yeah. now I would do anything for her. Yeah, now you don't feel complete without her. I don't feel right if I'm not trying to help her out. I know exactly If she sends me a text and says, I'm having a rough day, well, what can I do, what can I do? to make that better? Right. Is that sending flowers? Is that sending her a good text? I go above and beyond to try to make her good. Right. But now it's an it's what I want to do. Right. And same thing with your relationship with Jesus. What can I do to be pleasing to him? What can I do That's to right. be not that I'll be the number one Christian, but why wouldn't I want to try to be the number one Christian? Yeah, you know? Exactly. Why why not aim for that goal? <clears throat> yeah. I I, <clears throat> I recently preached a sermon. It's great, man. I was preaching on uh preached a sermon series on the secret to the abundant life. You know, Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And I was preaching a series of, of, you know, uh, what is this, what is the secret, you know, to, to the abundant life? You know, how do you, how do you reach that? And one of the points was, uh, that the secret to, um, 
basically the secret to abiding in Christ is it, it kind of goes it goes like this it goes the secret to the abundant life is to bear fruit the secret to bear, bearing fruit is abiding the secret to abiding is obeying the secret to obeying is loving and the secret to loving is knowing uh-huh. and it's a perpetual cycle it's perfect and um and I, I we when we talked about the secret to obeying is loving we talked about the idea of why do you obey and I said there are three reasons that really generally we obey something, someone, something. We either obey out of fear because we're afraid of the consequences. We obey out of selfishness because we know what the reward's going to be if we do. Or we obey out of love because we want to. And I said, which of those do you... And, you know, and the Bible talks actually to all of those. Mm-hmm. There's an aspect of... As we're growing and maturing in our relationship with God, in our relationship, and we see this in our human relationships as well. Sometimes we we do we do things, for instance, you know, especially like early on in a relationship, we'll do things for one another because we're afraid of losing them. You're right. You know, it's not necessarily because we've fallen deeply, madly in love with them. We just found this. She's gone. She's gone. Boom. Gone <laughs> out Howdy. the door. See you ya. know. And um, see you later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And then there's an aspect of where it's like, well, if I if I do this, then she'll do something for me. Oh yeah, like I'm I'll get, the, I'm in. Yeah, if I get her flowers, I, you know, she'll go on a date with me. She, yeah, you know, I'll get what I want, yeah. kind of thing. And then she'll like give you me said, that blazer. That's, <laughs> that's right. I'm needing that blazer. That's she right. knows I need it. I genuinely want that. So if yeah. I give her the flowers. That'll push her over That's the right. edge. <laughs> That'll be the deciding factor. Right <laughs> Flowers there. for the blazer. Flowers for the blazer. It's perfect. It's a tra- it's a complete and shoes trade-up. and maybe a tie because I need maybe to match. a tie to go yeah. with the the jacket with the blazer. Yeah, she. Uh, uh, but then there's the final aspect where it's no, I do these things because I love her, or and I, I love don't want them. anything in return. Nothing. You don't have to do a thing. I don't say just nothing. let me do this for you. Okay. And that is the same parallel in our relationship with God. And I use the passage in Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter six is is the the passage where you know we know uh, you know love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, right, and uh, or heart, heart, soul, strength. And in early on in that passage, it says to fear God. Mm-hmm. It talks about fearing God at the beginning, but by the time you get to the end of that. What's it talking about? It's talking about love. God doesn't want us to follow him out of fear, right? out of selfishness, certainly. Right. He wants us to follow and obey him out of love. And and this is these are the lessons that not only we're trying our best to follow, but we're trying to teach others to follow as well. And and that really leads us kind of right into, you know, talking about Cornelius. I mean, mm-hmm. The, what you read for us here out of Acts chapter 10, and this is, I, I really, you know, I w- want to spend a little bit of time on Cornelius's story because it. At, we've been talking about all of the aspects of salvation. What are the things that are asked of us to do in engaging in our own salvation? You know, we don't save ourselves. God does all the saving, but what are we doing? What do we need to do? What does God call us to do? And certainly we've talked about the faith aspect, you know, uh, uh, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, right? So we've got to hear it. We've got to f- believe it, right? 
we, we've talked about the, the repentance. We've got to repent. Peter said, you know, repent. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2.38. We got we talk we gotta talk about gotta talk about confession. You know, what is it? Romans 10, 9 and 10 talks about confessing, confessing the name, you know, really confessing with one's mouth, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. confessing before the world, confessing before God, recognizing, acknowledging that Jesus is your Savior, okay? That's another important aspect. Not the only, but the, an important aspect of salvation. Talked about baptism. We talked about a long string, a long list. You know, First Peter three twenty one in particular. We talked about. So we talked about all of those things, and we see all of those in the story of Cornelius to some degree. We see these pieces coming up as a part of a whole within his story, and where? But where do we see it starting? We see it starting at the beginning of chapter ten. And we see where it says in verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with all his household, and who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. Now, if you didn't know anything else about Cornelius, you stopped there. You didn't know anything else. Let me ask you the question. Do you think this guy's a Christian? If you didn't know anything else about him, and yep. this was all you knew. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. You would say, this man is obviously a Christian. But the story tells us he's not. And the story tells us that he was starting in the right place he was a devout man he feared god and fearing god i I don't think he's saying there that he was scared of god necessarily although i'm sure there was a there was an aspect of that you know he feared god in that he knew god's power he understood he understood but he respected god yeah that's that's he respected him he was he there was an awe for god he wanted to do the things that God that's right said to do that's right which you know would explain his devoutness which would explain him being devout yeah because his whole household not just him but his whole household yeah he was holding everybody to this he obviously had great influence Man, over, that's... over his family over <laughs> his whole household in fact um who gave alms generously to the people he was a giving man he was a generous man he was not a scrooge you know, he put his, you know, as we would say, he put his money where his mouth is. You know, he didn't just fear God. He, I mean, here's a man who ain't even a Christian. Not and even he's a putting Christian. me in check. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Check, man. It's one of the things about Cornelius. You can't I mean, read his story and go, whoa, I need to learn. Here's a, a guy times. who ain't even a Christian who's putting me in check. And notice how it ends there in verse two. <clears throat> and prayed to God always. Always. So here's a guy who does all the right things. He's done all the right. In, in many respects, he's doing all the right he's things. He's just doing it, too. He's just doing it. I mean, it's a part of his life. Part of his life. And and we're, we, we go on in that passage. I love this. We go on in that passage. We're told in verse 3, about the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw, he was, excuse me, saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him he was afraid and said what is it lord 
So he said to him, your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. God is seeing what you're doing, Cornelius. He's hearing you. He's hearing you. Don't worry. God hears what you're doing. He sees what you're doing. He he loves you, and, and he's paying attention. Verse 5. Now, send men. The angel's still talking to him. Uh, uh, send men to Joppa. Send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to him, he sent them to Joppa. Now that picks up where you read for us, beginning in verse 9, talking about the vision. All right. So Peter, the next day we're told, Peter went up on the house uh, on the housetop, and he goes up there to pray, we're told in verse 9. He goes up there to pray. It was about the sixth hour. We're told in verse 10 that he's he becomes very hungry. He wants to eat. And what and while they were making ready, in other words, while they're off basically making dinner, it sounds like, he falls into a trance. In verse 11, we're told that he sees heaven open up, an object like a great sheet bound at four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. And in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, the birds of the air. God comes to him and says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Peter says, no way. Uh-uh. Nope. I've never eaten anything common or unclean. I'm not eating a flamingo. I'm not eating a bird. I'm not eating fowl. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting, no. I'm not uh, Not eating snake, Lord. I'm not doing it. No. Uh-uh. And verse 15, this is what strikes me. Verse 15. A voice spoke to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. So he call, he puts him in check. And see, Peter, and I don't blame Peter for this, because Peter, I mean, no. he's following the law. you got to respect. He was got to respect it to a certain extent. Absolutely, because he he was doing honestly, in, in, in a similar fashion to what Paul, although to an extreme, was doing before he became Paul, before he became a Christian, in, you know, Saul went around before he became Paul. Saul went around throwing Christians in jail and essentially, you know, putting them in a position to be murdered, you know, for, you know, because he felt they were blaspheming God. Right. By going out there and talking about this Jesus. Paul thought he was doing what was right. He thought he was doing the will of the Lord, but he wasn't. And in fact, later on in the road to Damascus, Jesus asked him, he says, he says, Saul, Saul, why do you kick against the goads? What, why are you, why are you deliberately harming yourself? Is what he's really saying. He says you're you're just you're just making it hard on yourself. Yeah, you're hurting yourself. You're on hurting purpose. yourself on purpose. Do you realize this? Like you don't realize it, but you're really hurting yourself on purpose. Right. And so here we have a kind of a similar situation where God comes really through this 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 angel this vision. He comes to Peter and he says, Peter, what God has cleansed, don't don't call common, don't call unclean. Now, Peter doesn't fully understand at this point really what's going on. He just knows he's seen a vision. We're told in verse 16, this was done three times. We sometimes miss that point when we talk about this story. This was done three times. Three times this was done. For the uh, God has no problem emphasizing a point. And then the object was taken up into heaven again. Verse That's verse 16. Now, verse 17, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision meant, and he's scratching his head. What's going on? For we on? know in part. Yeah, for we know in part. 
and we see in part. You know, it, right? It, this this goes to that. In, that's right. In First Corinthians thirteen. That's right. I mean, it. That's a great example of that too. Absolutely. He's don't have the whole picture like, yet. What in the world? Don't what have the whole picture yet. Is that God's going to give him the whole picture? <laughs> but he's got to wait. He's got to wait. wait. Not long, but he's got to wait. We're told while he is wondering what this vision meant, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. They called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter sent, went down to the men who had been sent from, the Cornel, from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he whom you, have, whom you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, this is verse 22, And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a man, a just man, one who fears God, has a good reputation among all the nation of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Then he invited the men, lodged them, and on the next day Peter went away with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Now, several good things going on here, but I would keep I want to keep reminding everybody that in this story, God said, We gotta get Peter in here. Cornelius is a good man, but he's not done yet. Cornelius was devout, he prayed always, he gave away his alms, he gave money, those things that, that people needed. But he will tell you what you must do. That's right. Pete, go go get Peter. And he's going to tell you something. He's going to tell you something that you need to do <laughs> to be right with God. All right? One of the things that we have got to come to a, 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 a place of accepting is that God calls us to do things. Whether we're talking about our faith, our salvation, our, our Christianity, whatever it is we're talking about, God, God does not expect us to rest on our laurels. From the very beginning, we are called to do something, to be a part of the process, to be a part of our, our own salvation. You know, you know, Paul mentions the idea of sort of working out one's salvation— that's unfortunately a misunderstood verse. People want to take it and say, ah, I'm supposed to work salvation, you know, work it out, work it out. No, 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 no. Simply the idea being conveyed by Paul that you have to engage in your own salvation. You got to do something. Okay. Yeah. There's work involved. Of course there's work involved. There's, we just, just like we were talking about the, you know, the relationship with our wives, mm -hmm. right? That took work. It didn't, like you said, when you first met Aaron, you didn't just fall deeply, madly in love with her. You liked her, but love came, and 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 it blossomed, and it became very deep and rich. The roots grow deep <clears throat> in that love, and that's that's true of of uh, of those you know those relationships that you know we care about and we spend the time on. We're gonna find that that is true. You know, when we spend time on our marriages, on our friendships, and and not the least of which is our relationship with the church. You know, one of the reasons I, I, I was telling people just this past Sunday at church, I think one of the reasons most people don't, they don't have a real commitment to the church or really to God, but to, 
you know, being a part of the church is because they haven't fallen in love with the church, the brethren. Right. They don't work on that relationship. Right. You know, they're in, they're out. You know, I'll go, I'll do my, like you said, I'll go, I'll do my thing on Sunday morning, and then that's it. But that's all. You know, and I know people get tired of, as preachers, people get tired of us talking about being here on Sunday and Wednesday. <laughs> right. And they think we're preaching a sermon about attendance. Look at the numbers, folks. No, that that's not it. Right. We're trying to convey the message that if you don't do this, you're putting your soul in jeopardy because it is going to be so much more, it's going to be so much easier you will be isolated, and it will be so much easier for Satan to get to you. I had a uh, one of the – I was talking to a brother in Christ, and he said, well, I, I think I'm just going to take a break from coming to church. And I thought, oh, really? He said, well, you know, I got a lot of problems, and I'm just struggling. And I said, so let's talk about this. You're going to give church a break – and then the problems are going to go away because <laughs> you're still going to have the problem, but now what you've done is you've excommunicated <laughs> right. the ones that can help you through yeah. this. Yeah. The brethren. Right. Like you said, yeah, you may think as preachers that we say, oh, you got to be there so we can have these high numbers. No, it's for a relationship purpose. Right. Whatever Jesus has told us to do through the apostles or through his mouth itself is for your best success. That's right. I mean, so if you just come in and then leave as fast as you can, you're not getting the the nutrients to be uh, helped as far as if you're sad or you're having a tough situation or whatever it may be. But <clears throat> so lo the long story made short with him, once he realized what he had said, he was like, oh, yeah, that kind of doesn't make really sense. make sense. Right. So, you know, I just hug his neck. Right. But even in that aspect, me and him, two brothers, he was just, at least he came to me and talked about it. Yeah. Now, it may have been just because I was a preacher, but we had talked about it, and then, boom, he was there. Yeah. He understood, yeah, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -mm. But what was happening was, like you said, Satan was able to, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. just leave, man, because oh, I'm yeah. fixing to rip you apart. Who do the, you know. By yourself, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who is it the lions go after? It's not the ones in the yeah, middle of the herd. The, yeah, they go <laughs> after the they go after the weak one who yes. can't keep up with the rest yep. of them. They go by with the babies. They, they 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 will take you out. And that Satan, Satan. In fact, Peter says that Satan is a roaring lion. He's 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 prowling around looking for who he can devour. Yeah, I right? know I can't get the head of the right of the pride, but I can get this. That's right. Little weak link. That's right. Limping back here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, he's he's. I can tell he's struggling. He's sick. I'll just take him down. Yeah. And that's Satan. He's looking for who he can devour, and and the connection that we have. You know, the 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 importance of of doing what God asks of us, of engaging in our faith 
of engaging in the activities, yes, that God asks of us to do, they're for our benefit, eternal benefit, not just a benefit here on earth. Jesus, yes, Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I believe that that is true here, but it's a life, the life that is to come begins here. Eternity begins now. I, I tell people that all the time. Eternity begins now. Stop thinking about eternity as something that's going to come after Jesus comes. Eternity begins. Your citizenry in heaven begins today. Make the choice. Paul said, today is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. Today is the day you've got. Now is when you've got. And God knew that about Cornelius. And and I think he, in seeing Cornelius' life, his heart, he knew he was a man who was seeking after. And God was going to make sure that he had all the information he needed to make that final decision for he and his household in order to truly become saved, mm -hmm. in order to truly be saved, to become Christians. We're told in the latter part of this chapter there, beginning in verse 24, that they go, and, and I'm going to kind of skip around just a little bit here, but they go uh, to you know Cornelius' place, uh, uh, we're told in verse 25, Peter was coming in, and Cornelius sort of meets him and falls down at his feet to begin worshiping him. And I love what Peter says. He says, stand up. I'm just a man myself. Don't worship me. I'm not God. But I am here because God sent me. As he talked with him, he went in. They found many who had come together. Verse 28, he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to, another, to one of another nation." You know, he's looking at, you know, he's kind of looking at Cornelius and he's going, this is crazy. Could you, I mean, could you imagine that? Yeah. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. Peter's, he had to have, once he stepped in and realized what he was doing, mm -hmm. the vision starts so clicking. It all starts clicking, yeah. Whatever uh, I've cleansed. You know, don't call common. Don't call that common. Yeah, don't call unclean. And so here he is stepping into a Gentile's. I mean, the Jews probably with him are like, this is insane. What are you doing, Do you man? understand where we're at? What are you... Which brings more emphasis a little bit later, too, when they talk about the Holy Spirit and stuff. That really... I mean, you got to focus in on the understanding of what these jews knew yes their whole life yes they what they knew right was lawful and unlawful right right i mean it was just cut and dry yeah yes or no right and i keep beating this mic over <laughs> here sorry yeah no, no you're you exactly know, right that's exactly right it's a that's a, a good point to to remember in this story too yeah this is new territory this is brand new territory i mean this is never no, we, people don't sometimes they don't realize this is the first time in the history of God's people that God deliberately threw the doors open and said everybody's invited in everybody's coming and the reason the only reason it happened was because Jesus on the cross that's why this happened this happened because Jesus came he ministered he died was buried and rose again that's that's why Jesus came. So this door right here could be thrown wide open and Peter could go and be in a house, be in a Gentile's house, preach the gospel message to him and say, you are as welcome 
as I am. I mean, that's a Jew. amazing. That's amazing. For them. I mean, that had to blow Peter's mind. I mean, just that's that's why when you read that vision, and part of the reason we read that vision is because that was a seminal moment mm-hmm. in not only Peter's life, but in the history of the church, right. in the history of God's people. Yes. It, this is a moment where God is saying to Peter, this is what it was all about. This is why I sent my son, because everybody deserves a shot. Everybody is loved. Everybody has the opportunity to be connected with my grace, my mercy, my forgiveness, salvation. And don't so so Peter don't don't make assumptions. It's put those out the door. Do not no longer think to yourself, well that person's not a Jew, so they're not welcome. No, everybody's welcome. Boy, that brings it today. Boy, doesn't it? You know it. Absolutely. That guy, I don't know if he's he's not material for Yeah, him. I don't think he'll get it. Maybe we shouldn't talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Maybe we, what we should talk about is some issues first. Right. I tell you what, he needs to understand that he needs to be here three times a week. Yes. He needs to understand, because you know what? Here's the thing. I think this guy kind of has homosexual tendencies. I think we need to talk to him about how God thinks hom- God says homosexuality is a sin. Yes. That's what we need to talk to him about. Bef- yeah. Before we talk about Jesus. Yes. We need to we need to convince him that, that homosex- he is yeah. he is going straight to hell. And if he doesn't make if he doesn't set it right right now, if he doesn't understand and believe that homosexuality is a sin and it's wrong according to God's word and God's will, there's no hope for him. He we, we need to get that out of the way right up to top. Yes. No. Very first. No. God's saying no. God's saying those things will come. But you need to be preaching Jesus to him. You need to be preaching Jesus to him. And that's exactly what Peter came to do. He came to preach Jesus because he was already a devout man of God. Right. He already feared God. He He already prayed to God. He obviously believed in God. He obviously had faith. So faith, faith by itself wasn't enough. God knew that he had to send Peter. So why did he send Peter? Well, what is it we know Peter for already? Gospel sermon, Pentecost, <laughs> 3,000 people added to the church that day. Hmm, what did he preach? He preached about Jesus. This is what Peter's doing. He's preaching to him. Notice what it says into verse 28. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Just like you said, Matt, he's making, he's making the connection now to the, to the vision. Therefore, I came without objection as soon as I was sent sent for. I asked them, for what reason have you sent me? Why am I here, Cornelius? Cornelius says, four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. Fasting. Fasting. He said, I was, I was, four days ago, I had, I had decided to stop sustaining my body so I could sustain my soul because it meant more to me than my own body. That's what fasting is. I, I I had decided I wanted to focus on this. And the way the way in which I did that was I stopped feeding my body so I could feed my soul. If when I get to heaven, if the Lord will just allow me to just hug Cornelius's <laughs> neck. I'm looking forward to it. You man. know, I'm like <laughs> I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. 
he i i th- you know he's on my top 5 he's not a christian right now no he's not a christian at this point but he recognizes the importance of of doing god's will this is fascinating to me he said i prayed at the ninth hour i prayed in my house and behold a man stood before me this is verse 30 in bright clothing and said cornelius your prayer has been heard boy we can go down the rabbit hole on that one couldn't we matt yes and we will one of these days we'll go down a rabbit hole uh, uh about I'm holding back on this that. <laughs> yeah who does god hear who does god hear we'll, we'll get to that one one of these days and your alms are remembered in the sight of god once again he's telling you know he's relaying to peter what the angel said to him send therefore to joppa calls uh uh call simon here whose surname is peter so on and so forth he says, uh, when he comes, he'll speak to you. And he said, then I, so I sent for you immediately. Now, therefore, we are all, this is in verse 33, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. God gave you some things to say, Peter. And here's the thing. We've already been established in the book of Acts that God told Peter to say certain things. And of the, the foremost of those things was Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... Here it comes. You know what? And I think about this. I just now actually thought about this. Peter's hearing him say that, and which is just given the confirmation. Yeah. I mean, it's just the the nail in the wood. That's right. And the hammer just beating it down. You know, with that dream. Yeah. He's like, here's this guy. He's just had a. I've had a vision, and he's had a vision. And here I'm supposed to be. It's like, right? Oh, okay. Right. It's like that. Ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> you know it, right? <laughs> like God, you're awesome. Yeah. I mean, he. Oh, this That's another great illustration for us today. Are we ready? Will we be ready if God puts us in the spot? That's right. That's right. What do you mean about baptism? What do you mean about this? Or what about that? Can I use something? Can I use an issue and not hang on that until I preach Jesus? Right. Can I go from that situation to what it's all about? Absolutely. Can Absolutely. I do that? Sure. And if I don't have that ability, I need to get the ability going. And the way you do that, study the Word. Hear the Word. Hear the Word, man. Hear it. Every time it goes back to add to my faith virtue, I want to do right, mm-hmm. and the very next thing is knowledge. knowledge. What is that, Second Peter mm-hmm. 1? Second Peter 1. Yeah. Add to your faith virtue, and the next thing, so you say, yeah, I want to do the right thing. Well, how do I do the right thing? I got to know it. I got to know it. Hear the word. Oh, man. Hear it. I mean, you, you can't know it unless you hear it. And this is the thing. Cornelius couldn't take this next the next steps that he needed to take in his faith. I, I have a I, I, and maybe I'm wrong about this, and this is just this is this is Rich's conclusion. So take this for what it's worth, grain of salt or smaller. Um, <laughs> I'm getting the impression by just reading this that Cornelius was a mature man. There was a level of maturity, even spiritual maturity. Now, was he complete? No, because he didn't have Christ yet. But there was a level of maturity that God recognized in him that made, it appears, that, that, that made God say, 
I need to get somebody on this guy. And Cornelius, see, this is the thing. Cornelius didn't know this. Peter didn't know this. These two guys were the gateway to all the rest of the world coming to know Jesus. Cornelius was the first Gentile who was brought into the family. The first. That's amazing to me. If if it hadn't been, and God, it's like, it's it's. It, I get the impression God had been watching him for a while. Mm-hmm. What this wasn't a like. Oh, oh, wait a second. I think there's some praying going on over here. Who is this guy? No, no. This wasn't. They didn't catch God off guard. God been hearing his prayers for a while. No telling how long he had been a praying man. Maybe even before Jesus died. Mm-hmm. And 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 here God looks at this guy. And goes, this is the perfect guy. This is the perfect guy. Yeah, like even back. That's how God works. Oh, man. You know what? Have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't because he was just all of a sudden. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to pick Job. Oh, yeah. He knew. I love this, and I'm I'm holding on to this for the rest of my life. Uh, One of the sisters that go to our congregation, Meg, she said, God had enough confidence in Job to know he could handle the situation. Yeah. And here it's same thing. It's that same principle. Yeah. <laughs> he he trusted that Cornelius here's one. would know what to do with this information. Here's one. Yeah. He knew Cornelius's heart enough to know if I give him the right if I give him the rest of he's he's got part of the puzzle. If I give him the rest of it, he'll see Maybe the Maybe if he did even if he didn't at first necessarily agree with it. Right. I've right. been there. Oh, sure. sure. Like, uh. But am I going to hear all the things God's commanded for me to do? Right. And right. if I go by what he says, then I have to come to the conclusion that if I'm not doing what his word says, I better do it. I better get on that. And that's how Cornelius' heart was. That's exactly right. Man. We're told... Awesome. That it's phenom- This is a wonderful, wonderful story. Verse 34 tells us that Peter opened his mouth. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. I love that. It gives you chills, man. It gives you chills. And, s- and Peter, even... He's speaking this truth, and he struggles with that. He's struggling with it. He's still, this is, I mean, we're talking days, not, not weeks and months here. This is days. Peter just saw, basically, as far as relative time, he just saw the vision. Right. Peter has just been, for the very first time, told by God, buddy, don't, don't, don't be going out there calling them unclean. Yeah. I'm inviting them in. The Jew-Gentile deal is done. done. Jesus tore that wall down. It's like, What? He says, in truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. God doesn't play favorites. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Whoever, whoever fears him and works righteousness. And again, that fear is not scared. It's a respect. He's Whoever respects God enough. Understands how big and you how big and. You understand how big God is. You understand what he can do. <laughs> yeah. And. But you you respect the fact that I'm never going to get him to that point. Yeah, exactly. 
Now listen to what he says. Verse 36, here it comes. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And, uh, excuse me, who went uh, about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in, the, in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. He's doing it again. Peter's doing it again. He's telling He's, do, he's doing a, a mini version of what he did on Pentecost. He's doing it again. He's telling the story. And, and I find it fascinating, by the way, that he says in verse 37, this word that you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, kind of gives me the impression that maybe Cornelius had already heard about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, and, and we're never told explicitly one way or the other what he knew, what he didn't know. But we're given some idea that he had already kind of had an introduction about who this Jesus was. Yeah. Could he have been praying, who is Jesus, Lord? Is he the Christ? Is he the Christ? We don't know. We're not told what he prayed about, just that he prayed. Now, let's jump back here. Verse 39. And we are witnesses of all these things which he did, he being Christ. He did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they killed by hanging on a tree. Him... God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it be that that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Verse 44, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Now, I want to take just a second. We're going to get into talking about what the Holy Spirit does down the road. I don't want to get down in this rabbit hole right at the moment because we could be here for another hour. But we will address this at some point. But I want you to understand that this Holy Spirit falling upon them and, and hearing the word, there's a reason why this happened. And in a very similar fashion to what happened with the, the, the folks in Samaria, back with Philip and John and Peter. And we'll talk about that. But just kind of hold that in your hip pocket. Because I want you to really notice, though, from this point, what's going to happen. Verse 45, And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So what do you think this might be? Well, the short version of this is that God was showing his approval of the Gentiles. This Holy Spirit was not to give them some sort of miraculous power or save them. The short version of this is that God was pouring out his Holy Spirit upon them to show that, yes, truly, I have accepted them as being able to, to come into the family. They now have the opportunity. This was God, simply God's, God uses the Spirit in this way. This is not a new thing. God has used the Spirit in this way a number of times to show people how, the the, 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 the things that he approves of, the direction he wants them to go. 
This is this is one of the ways in which God does that. So, so don't don't get too bogged down in that. But again, we'll come back and talk at that at length at some other time talking about the Holy Spirit. Verse 46, for they heard them speak with the tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized to have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. There's your story of Cornelius. It's all there, folks. It's all right there. Peter came and preached Jesus to him. But Cornelius had to do something. He had to engage in something more than just fearing in the Lord and praying to God. Why would, otherwise, why would he have sent Peter? He sent Peter to preach Jesus to them. He sent Peter to hear them in their penitent heart, to hear them in their confession to baptize them into the name, into the name of the Lord Jesus. These things we find being Cornelius's salvation. This is all part of it. You can't take any one of these pieces and say, well, this is all he had to do, or this is all there was. No, it was the whole package. And this is my problem sometimes with Anybody, I don't care who you are or where you come from, this is my problem with people who want to pull out certain pieces and say, well, this is all I have to do to be saved. Or I don't have to do this to be saved. It's evident through Scripture that faith is important, but it's not the only thing. Repentance is important, but it's not the only thing. Confessing Jesus is, the, is important, but it's not the only thing. Baptism is important, but it's not the only thing. All of these things together are working towards salvation for those who would, yes, believe, those who would give their life to Christ, those who are doing the will of God and who want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, let us not, in our, er our, our human arrogance, dismiss those things that God himself does not dismiss, and let us not come in and start adding on. See, this was the problem the Pharisees had. They wanted to start tacking on to the law. said, if you want to be right by God, you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do this, and God never said those things. And Jesus comes along and says, you're just nothing but a bunch of whitewashed tombs. You look good on the outside, but you're empty on the inside. You're full of dead men's bones. How dare you add to what God has given? God gave the law and it was fine. And you came along and you added to and you made the law a burden. The law was already tough as it was. You just made it near impossible to follow, for anybody to follow. And yet Jesus himself did it. You know, he, he followed God's law, not the Pharisees' law, right. God's law. This, this is why I love the story of Cornelius so much because there's so many things that are going on here that you can't deny are a part of not just Cornelius' salvation, but all, all those who would come, all those who would accept, all those who will <clears throat> take on the Lord in their life, in baptism. Are you willing to do those things? 
Verse 35, every nation who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. Everybody in the entire world is accepted by God in that God God is waiting. God is, has thrown the doors open. He is waiting for them to walk through it. That's all I got to do. Jesus says, John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the door, as he told, as he told in that, that, you know, I am the door. I am the gate. These are the things that, that we must remember as we help others come to know Jesus and come to understand salvation as it is according to truly the Word of God. That you're not taking away from what God has given, and you're not adding to what God has given. If God wanted you to do something more, He'd told you. He'd have told you right here in the Scripture. But He, but he didn't. And this is why I'm so fascinated. This is why I love the story of Cornelius so much. Not the least of which is the fact that I go, hey, thanks, Cornelius. Thanks yeah. for thanks for being the man. Yeah, open that for me. And 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 who just loved God so much that God saw the love within your heart, the respect, the fear. He heard your prayers. He saw your 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 giving to others. He saw what you did. He heard what you were saying. And he knew that you would be you would be you would be the perfect person to help be the first of many who would come among the Gentiles. It's fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. Well, we are, uh, I tell you what, we're right at the, we're at the end of our time. We're actually uh, over where I'd intended to be, but that's okay. That's okay. We really appreciate you coming on the journey with us. We're not, we're not done. Obviously we got more to talk about. So we hope that you'll plan to come back and be with us on our next episode. Like, uh, like we kind of said at the, the, at the top, we're getting, we're getting these out a little quicker, which is great. And, um, and so we're, we're working hard to, to really hone this thing, and we want to hear from you. We've ha- actually heard from several people of things they want us to talk about in future episodes, and we're going to get to those. We've touched on actually a few of those as we've kind of gone along, but we're going to get into them a little bit more. And especially now as we've kind of begin to move a little further past these beginning steps, that now we're going to get into living that life of a disciple of Jesus. What does that mean? What it what are the, the, the aspects of that? How, you know, we're going to talk about things like, you know, how, how can we confidently evangelize to people? You know, not everybody feels confident in their ability to evangelize. Um, we're going to talk about um, just, you know, what does that life in Christ Jesus look like beyond the point of being saved? Mm-hmm. You know, there's, gotta, there, it, there's, there's more to it. You're just a baby when you start. Going from milk to meat. That's right. And we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about both and that transition of going from milk to meat. You know, how do we move beyond, as Paul said, would say, uh, or I think as the Hebrew writer would say, maybe Paul, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, we'll talk about that one maybe too. Uh, but uh, uh, how do we move beyond the elementary principles into those things that are that are deeper? You know, we'll get into all that. So, well. Um, as always, before we uh, before we close out our time, we want to have a, a, a time of prayer, and uh, we want to certainly say thank you first of all to all of you all who have been listening, and who have been participating, and who have been praying for us and praying for this effort. We this isn't about Rich and Matt being right. This is about the Lord being right. This is about His will and His word, and we're not saying. Uh, listen, you've got to understand, we're not saying that that we're necessarily going to get it right all the time. We're, we're, we, 
we as preachers of the gospel are striving to to see what the word says and stick to it. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear what are the questions you have? What are the things you want to see us talk about? What what is it we can do to to deepen this uh, journey of faith that you're on to get to know God and get to know Christ Jesus? Yeah. What are you struggling with? Yeah. Yeah. If you are a child of God and what are those things that you uh, want to talk about or hear about? And so you can be able to talk about it. Yep. Yeah. What does God's word say? Hear the word. Hear it. It's where the answers are at. It's where they are. And and if you don't know God, hopefully the things we've been talking about, go back and listen to these first five episodes. You're, you're going to see the scripture that it's going to tell you what you need to do to enter into a covenant relationship with God through Christ Jesus. But that's not all there is. It's just the beginning. So go on this journey with us, and we really appreciate again all the all of you who have been listening and been praying and 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 sending us uh, uh, great feedback and positive feedback, and 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 we we hope and pray that it's it's helpful, uh, honestly. So, um, well, uh, well, uh, before we close out, man, is there is there anything that you can think of that we need to specifically remember in prayer that we can put out for folks to be praying about on on uh, on their their uh, daily prayer lists. We've still got a lot of sick. Yeah. The Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. He just had surgery again. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Joe. Yeah. Another. Mm-hmm. He's had pneumonia and got over it. Not really all the way. Right. And then had to go back. So there's two, Charlie and Joe, mm-hmm. and just, I, I want to, one of my main goals and one of my main prayers that I've been praying about is what we're talking about, truly having not a motion, going through the motions type relationship with God. Right. Having a true relationship like mm-hmm. you'd have with your girlfriend or your wife or your daughter or your son a true relationship mm-hmm. uh that people was because if they can get that then the kingdom is i mean will just grow i mean imagine imagine the possibilities you know because people really understand who Jesus is and what he did for yeah. us yeah that's maybe just that just yeah. absolutely a true honest heart wanting to serve the lord yeah and and we you know if you are hearing this and you you want to start a bible study um get it get in contact with us we we may not be able to do it ourselves maybe because we're not in close proximity to you, but we'll put you in the right direction. We'll get you hooked up with somebody who can. Um, if you need a Bible, contact us. We can get you one. Um, we'll get one in your hands uh, so you can be studying too. Uh, if you have access to the Internet, you there, there are a lot of great uh, uh, resources online that you can look at to, to, to see the Bible online. Uh, one that I love to use is BibleGateway.com. Mm-hmm. 
perfect. It's a great spot to go to. Lots of different uh, uh, translations, um, and you know, easy to read, easy to, to to search, and all that kind of stuff to find the the scriptures and read through. But I would really encourage you though to get a physical Bible in your hand. There's nothing quite like sitting there with your own and marking it up and 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 really getting to know the pages and the words of Jesus on the page and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So so let us know, you know, that we can we can get that to you and help you out with that. Um it, again, you can join in the conversation. You can always go to hearTheWord.net. Um, that'll take you right to our Facebook page, and you can post uh, comments there, questions, prayer requests, whatever you want. Uh, you can reach Matt and I if you want to email us. It's it's Matt at hearTheWord.net or Rich at hearTheWord.net. You can email either one of us. Um, and uh, and and there's you know just continue to to communicate with us, and we'll continue to communicate with you. And, uh, and spread the word. Yeah. Keep spreading it. Keep, keep telling people about this and pulling them in. And, 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 you know, again, we're just getting started with this whole thing. We're kind of still learning a little bit. And so, you know, there, we're a little rough around the edges sometimes, but hopefully you can see that, uh, we truly do have the, uh, God's intentions at heart, uh, and God's will at heart. And, uh, and if we make a mistake, you know, we'll correct it. We'll lead with it. We'll, we'll fix it. But, uh, uh, but we hope that you'll you'll continue to go on the journey with us. So, well, uh, before we close out, let's uh, let's take a moment and have a, a word of prayer uh, together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this amazing opportunity that we have to share in a discussion about your word and your will with one another. Lord, I pray that hearts are opened, that eyes are opened that ears are opened. But most of all, I pray that in, that in those things that lives are touched and changed, that people's souls are converted to you through your Son. Lord, we just ask that whatever the opportunities are laid before us, that we will confidently share the Word and that people will hear it and pay attention to it and take it to heart. Lord, we know that, that the world is, is full of those who would lead us astray and lead us away from you and your word. And we just pray that you will defeat Satan in those moments where he's trying to devour us up and, and find ways to pull us back toward you. Lord, we pray that we can be there for one another. We can help one another through. We thank you for men like Cornelius and Peter who show us the path and what it looked like what it should look like as we journey together with you as we come closer to you through Jesus and as we strive to be better every day as we strive to be more like what you would have us to be for those lord that are there that are out there that are lost and don't have a relationship with you through your son we pray that they will enter into a relationship with you that they will through faith repent and confess be baptized for the remission of their sins but through all of that, knowing that they, are, that they are making a commitment to you and that they will never be alone. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to share this word and this message. Lord, we pray for all of those who have been ill and been sick. We know that there are many that we, that we carry with us in our, our hearts and minds. And Lord, we just pray for your healing upon them, that you would help them through. And Lord, we pray for a quick recovery. 
We pray also for the families and those that are close to them, the doctors and the nurses that are working with them to help them to overcome. Just be with them and help them through. And whatever we can do to be a servant, to minister to their needs, we pray that we will be able to to be there to help and to do what is necessary to lend a helping hand. Lord, we just thank you so much that there are so many who have been listening and sharing this message that Matt and I have been uh, sharing and discussing and preaching and teaching about through through this medium. And Lord, we just we just pray that it will continue to grow, that you will always remain at the center of it, that it's not about us, that it's all about you. And Lord, we just pray that that Jesus continues to be put out there before the world in a manner that that is pure, that is true, and is truly according to what we know your word tells of him. Lord, help us in, in our lives to be more and more like him every day. Lord, we ask your blessings always upon us, and we pray that we are always a blessing to you. And we pray this through Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, love you, my brother. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here for this. Love this, all y'all. Oh man, love you guys, and we re- again we appreciate it so much. And we just ask that you would uh, continue to be with us and uh, hear the word, and uh, just just uh, just keep keep tuning in. We'll uh, we'll hopefully be back within another week or two and uh, have another episode. But uh, but if you have questions again or anything, just you can reach us at hearTheWord.net. It'll take you right to our Facebook page. It'll give you all the information you need. Uh, but we thank you again, and and, uh, and we hope that uh, until next time that uh, you just have an incredibly blessed week and, and, and a blessed time, and, uh, and we hope that you keep seeking it out, seeking out God, seeking out Christ, and, and studying and hearing the Word every day uh, of your life. Until next time, God bless.